What would happen to your business if you got injured on the job? Let's talk about that today. Welcome to the Lawn Care Frank Podcast, where we help lawn care professionals like yourself start and grow their business by tackling obstacles such as finding customers, hiring talented people, spreading brand awareness, and much, much more. Now your host, Lawn Care Frank. What's going on, Lawn Care Pros? Hey, so today I'm here with you and I want to go over some things when it comes to being a solo operator. Recently, I did a video on how much money can you make in the lawn care business? And I dove in uh, and as one of my examples, I used a solo operator doing X number of lawns throughout the year and making a certain amount of money. But today I want to kind of get into what happens if that solo operator gets hurt on the job. So think about this. What happens if you're out mowing a lawn as a solo operator, you get hurt? What happens? Does your business go out of business? Are you able to recover? What do you do then? Maybe you're you know, mowing or doing whatever and you twist your ankle, you're out for a couple weeks. Maybe you even break your ankle and you're out for six to seven weeks. What do you do then? So we wanna kind of prepare for that before it happens because Let's just imagine that does happen to you. Maybe you hurt your ankle, maybe you know you hurt your back or whatever it may be. If that happens to you, that's kind of the last thing on your mind. You know, what am I gonna do with my lawns that I need to mow tomorrow, the next day, or several weeks after that? And that's something that you're not gonna really, you know, be honing in on when you're hurt, right? The last thing you're gonna do is or wanna do is call people out of desperation and try to figure out how you can cover, you know, your mowing schedule. And I can tell you from experience, uh, from seeing other lawn care service providers being in that same situation, the customer is not going to wait for you. They're not going to be waiting for you for, you know, a week, two weeks, whatever the circumstances might be. They're going to move on because your competitor is really a phone call away. So you want to prepare for this kind of incidents before it happens. So what's some of the things that we can think of doing to prepare ourselves for this kind of crisis? Well, one of the things that I recommend is go ahead and pair up with other service providers in your area and see if, you know, before this happens, get to know some of your service providers and maybe some of them are, you know, into you know, fertilization weed control, maybe they have a small division where they do the lawn maintenance side and it might be a good fit for you uh, if something happens that they can pick up some of your lawns while you are recovering, right? And you can split the revenues during that period of time, but the most important thing is you're not going to lose all your accounts. And that's one way you can prepare for it. Another thing that you can do potentially in this is something that I would get with a tax professional is when you establish your LLC or however way you end up, you know, structuring your business, you're going to want to talk to an accountant and see, you know, how can we, you know, pay our taxes in a way where we can be a W-2 employee ourselves. And in most cases, that's hard to do if you're the solo operator, but there are ways to do that. So after you have, you know, discussed it with your accountant, you want to get with the state, you know, depending on what state you're in and figure out how workman's comp works in your state. So if you're a W-2 employee, you can probably get workman's comp insurance 
for yourself. And you got to kind of weigh the pros and cons of that and see how much that costs. But that's one way of kind of covering yourself just in case you do get hurt. But the most important way to cover yourself is to have a you know team of people ready that are able to take on some of the tasks that you're not able to do, like the mowing, the shrub work, and all the maintenance that's going to come along as you are you know disabled. So you want to get those people in line. And I recommend, you know, not just getting with one lawn care company, but several lawn care companies. And another thing, you know, you might want to consider is even as a solo operator, you might want to go ahead and start training someone, you know, if you're looking to advance or, you know, maybe you're using somebody part time, even though you're a solo operator and you can train them on your procedures. So in previous videos, we've talked about setting up procedures, and one of the main reasons that we've done that is, so if we have a new hire, we can easily transition them into the position, right? So you wanna do that as a solo operator from the get-go. So you wanna really document your daily activity. So you know if you have someone part-time, or a relative, or the people that are going to, whoever it's gonna be, to pick up, you know, where you left off, you know, you're injured and you want to have somebody pick up right where you left off, you can kind of give them the playbook, right? You can tell them, this is what I do. And this is high route. Like this is the lawns that these, these are the lawns that I go to on Monday. These are the lawns that I go to Tuesday. And this is the way I go to them. And this is how I do the work that I do. You know, I mow, edge, weed eat. And you want to just really document all that not just for the purpose of being able to hand it off to somebody else as a new hire, but you want to be able to hand that off to someone that's going to replace you for a short period of time while you're recovering, right? So I want to share with you a story, a real life situation where this particular operator was in business for, I want to say 10 to 12 years. And the person that I knew wasn't actually the operator. The person that I knew was the homeowner. And the homeowner was using this operator, I want to say for like five years. And this operator wasn't necessarily a solo operator, but he was pretty close to being a solo operator. It was him and he had, I believe, one or two sons that were helping out. But you can really tell that the sons weren't going to follow in dad's footsteps. looked like they were going to go to college and do other things uh, besides lawn care. And they also had like one or two other employees that were kind of part-time, looked like high school kids that they would use, you know, whenever they're doing leaf cleanup and uh, other things during the winter months. So this particular operator, you know, he did contracts where it was annual contracts. Um, so they basically came year round and they would mow on the regular seasons and they would do the shrubs and any other things like flower bed cleanups. And in this particular area, the friend that I had, uh, she had a ton of trees. So during the winter months, the operator would do the leaf cleanup and it was like tons of leaves and uh, they kept, you know, very busy, right? And I remember it was uh, really close to Thanksgiving one, uh, one year where this operator came down ill. And um, it wasn't, you know, a broken ankle. It wasn't something minor like that. It was, it, it was pretty major. I think it was something to do with his liver. And, you know, he 
was, you know, messaging everyone and letting them know, hey, I'm going to be out one or two weeks. And it wasn't that difficult for him to maneuver that during that time of year. Uh, because some of the lawns that, you know, that he had didn't have a ton of leaves. My friend, uh, her lawn, it was a ton of leaves. So it was problematic for that particular lawn, but not every lawn. So he was able to, you know, kind of manage it and, um, for a few weeks, but this kind of extended out where, you know, his, his illness became worse and he was out for like two or three months. And ultimately he ended up losing every lawn in that neighborhood. And I know in that just, you know, in that small neighborhood, he had well over 12 lawns. I want to say he had like five or six just on that street. So he ended up losing his business, uh, you know, after being in business 10, 12 years because, you know, her, his sons weren't able to step up to the plate and he really didn't have the layers in place when it comes to a business. You know, he didn't have somebody answer the phone. He didn't have you know, an operations manager. He didn't have several crews or crew leaders that could really step up to the plate and take on that burden while he was, you know, recovering and ultimately he lost his business. So my point is with this story, you don't want this to happen to you. You want to have a contingency plan of when something like this happens to you, you have people in place that are able to take on your business. And even if that buys you a little bit of time to either recover or maybe you don't recover to the point where you're going to come back to the business, but ultimately you can sell that business, right? He didn't, he didn't even end up having the opportunity to sell his business. Imagine 10 to 12 years of building up a business and poof, it's gone. So, you know, that example I gave you, I want you to really think about that and how you can you know, prevent some of those things from happening. Now, this might be, you know, a time for you to kind of look at the situation and go, do I really want to be a solo operator? Do I want to, you know, uh, grow my business where I have layers? Now, there's pros and cons to both of those situations, but this is an example where as a solo operator, this is, you know, this is a con, right? The pros of being a solo operator are, you know, the flexibility of your time and not having to deal with employees. But here, this is one big con, right? The con is that if something happens to you, you know, who's going to do the work? Who's going to pick up the slack? And where is your business going to be in, you know, two weeks, three weeks, you know, four or five months? Can your business, you know, carry on that burden, you know? I can tell you again from experience that the customers are not going to wait for you. They're going to call the first person or, you know, that your competitor and they're going to move on and get their lawn done. Obviously that's not something you want. So take the opportunity to kind of assess the situation before that happens, right? Before, you know, something happens where you've got a broken ankle, a hurt back, you know, bad shoulder, whatever it might be, assess the situation now so you can prepare for it when it happens or, you know, hopefully it doesn't happen, but at some point it might happen. So we want to assess the situation and we want to come up with a game plan as far as, you know, do I want to get with, you know, three, four, five contractors and let them know, hey, I'm in the same situation. Maybe you find a solo operator that you can go, hey, you know, check this out. 
we need to both be prepared for a situation like that. So let's kind of come to an agreement and we can even test the waters, right? I'm going to go on vacation for a week and I want you to take on my accounts and we can do like a 50-50 split. And then when you're ready to go on vacation, we can do the same thing for you. And then that way you can really test the waters and see if this contractor is the right contractor to take on those accounts and you know keep the high standards that you're used to. Make sure you have those procedures in place so you can give them the playbook, right? Because they might do things differently and your customers might be used to the way you do things and you don't want to interrupt that. So you wanna give that other contractor a playbook. Hey, this is how I do it, this is how we do the routing and so forth and so on. And then you're gonna do the same thing for them. So this also, in essence, solves a problem, not just for when you get hurt, but if you wanna take a vacation, right? You can come to an agreement with that person. Hey, let's take, you know, I'm gonna take the first week of uh, December or you take the second week of December, whatever it might be. And you can set this up with several different contractors until you find that person or that contractor that is going to be able to meet the standards that you're used to. I hope this was helpful for you guys. We'll catch you in the next podcast. See you next time, Lawn Care Pros. Thank you for listening to the Lawn Care Frank podcast. Please subscribe and visit LawnCareFrank.com for more helpful tips and information. Thank you.